Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of The Stoop. I'm your host, Jonathan Raggis. Alongside me, as always, is Jeff the Shark Perini. What's going on, Jeff? Hey, John. How are we doing? Happy birthday to you, brother. Thank you very much. Yes, it is my birthday, and I am the king of radio tonight. It's great times. Feeling good. You're the king of radio every night. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. At least once a week. I wouldn't say every night. Okay, not by that. Uh, I'll take that. I'll take once a week. Once a, once a week is fine with me. So, yes, it is my birthday, February 8th. I share it with the late, great Gary Coleman, James Dean, Jack Lemon, Alonzo Mourning. I wrote him a letter one time when I was a kid, and I said, hey, we share birthdays. Can I get an autographed card? He never answered back. <laughs> so I'm a little mad at him, but we'll see what happens. Maybe I'll get one one day. Probably not. Anyway, so yeah, man, it's uh, it's 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 good to have you on. We were gonna have John Leary join us tonight up in Boston, but John Leary, Boston got hit with some snow, man, and he lost power, so he's not gonna be with us tonight, unfortunately. But you know who's with us? It's the shark. What's going on, man? Hey, man, how you been? Everything's good. Everything's yeah. going good. It's always good being here. I, I I kicked back at my table. I got my beer, and uh, we we just kick it, talk about a little bit of everything. It's the place to be. Yep. Well, you said you got a special brew tonight. What do you got? Uh, I picked up two. One is new from Victory. It's called Hop Ranch, an Imperial IPA. And uh, the once-a-year release of Bell's Hopsland. Very rare in these parts. Matter of fact, the beer place I went to allowed me one can. One can per customer. One can per customer. That is insane. One can per customer. It's that limited. It's that scarce. And uh, it's worth every time. Is Is it that good? It's it's excellent. It's got a it's got a good uh, octane, as I like to say. It's got a good alcohol content and uh, tasty. And I think you're hoppy? thrown in by the lure. You're thrown in by the lure of being rare, I guess. Yeah. Is it too hoppy? Because I don't really like insanely hoppy beers. It's pretty hoppy. So that's not your thing. Yeah, that's one more. So then, for me. you know what? I should have <laughs> went, got the can, and then gave it to you, and then you would have had two, and you could have just told everybody to go screw themselves. Yeah, pretty much. They could have sold it to me at a ridiculous rate, and I would have paid. It. Yeah, that is the truth, man. Beer is some good <laughs> stuff, man. But speaking about beer and Budweiser, no, we're not talking about Budweiser, but Peyton Manning was last night. Second Super Bowl victory. Let's talk a little bit about last night's Super Bowl. And then after we talk some football, we're going to get into a little basketball talk. And uh, joining us tonight is former NBA player, played for pretty much half the teams in the NBA, former NBA champion, good friend of mine, Chucky Brown. We're going to talk about... The Knicks. Knicks are in the news big time today, Jeff. We're going to talk about the Golden State Warriors and the amazing run they're on. We're going to talk about the Blake Griffin trade rumors. We're going to get some early predictions. And we'll see maybe if somebody gets traded or not. Because, man, nobody's been traded yet. And that's all I'm waiting for. And I'm hoping it's the Knicks that are going to acquire somebody. But before we get into the NBA talk, like I said, let's talk Super Bowl. Denver Broncos won last night 24-10. I don't think... The Panthers scored 10 points all year long because they were scoring so many more points throughout the season. Um, did the Broncos deserve to win last night? Depends on your angle, really. I guess defensively, they absolutely deserve to win. Everybody on, on defense, from Vaughn Miller to DeMarcus Ware and, and the secondary, played a real good game. I mean, they, I haven't seen Cam look so out of focus as he was last night. They really got in his head. They, the defense played a great game. Offensively, I don't think either team deserved to win that game. I, I kept calling for a push. That's how poorly it was played on offense. Yeah. it's. It, it, I mean, I'm sitting there watching the last night, and, you know, I, it, it was one of those things where I really didn't particularly care who won the game. I'm okay with Denver winning because Peyton Manning, if he does retire, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see him win one more, go out with another chip. Um, if Carolina won it, you know, awesome for Cam. Shut up the naysayers. And there's a couple other people. Jericho Okachiri, who was a former Jet, um, would have been awesome to see him win one. So it was it was, it was, was just one of those Super Bowls where, like, nah, I'm really not rooting for anybody. But, man, the beginning of that game with the forced fumble, man, and then with the defensive touchdown. But then when I see the final score, because I did fall asleep, um, so I, I didn't see the end of it. Uh, because I, I really was that bored. Yeah, that, that's how bad it was for me the Super Bowl last night. But then to see that Peyton Manning and Cam Newton did nothing offensively. That has to be one of the worst and most boring Super Bowls ever. Was it that boring for you, Jeff? I watched uh, start to finish. 
Um, and I got to tell you, easily, if not the worst, one of the worst I've ever seen. Very sloppy play, yeah. slow. Like I said, a lot of defense, but even still, the uh, fumbles, interceptions, overthrows, sacks. It was a very poorly played game of both offense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was crazy, man. But the Broncos' defense was on, man. That With that Von Miller hit on Cam Newton in the beginning, I was like, oh, here we go, man. I mean, just the way he let go of the ball, Cam Newton, you could see – I don't know, man. He just did not look ready to play in a Super Bowl last night. You know, he had the age. He had the legs. He had the gun. You know, he had the players around him, man. And, you know, Peyton Manning, you could see, 39 years old. He's on his last leg. He didn't look good at all all season. So you could see him not doing anything great offensively. He didn't win that game last night. That was all Denver's defense. But Cam Newton, man, that was his game, man. That was his game to take control of and win that Super Bowl. And he fell apart. So I got to ask you. Is Cam Newton the real deal? Are we going to see him back in another Super Bowl, you think? When I, uh, and listening to the game last night, it's uh, uh, Jim Nance and, and Phil Sims that come out and say, you know, it's not a cameo for Cam. This is going to be somewhere we're going to see him again. And I think so. I mean, it's, to think about it, I mean, he, he lost one of his big weapons in Kelvin Benjamin early in the year. Still made the offense click. I think he's matured. He's got a better feel for the game. But it, it, keep in mind, still a younger guy. Denver got in his head. And, you know, he's got to learn another step of maturity. If he gets back in a year or two, I think he's got a different outlook at the game. I think that team can win one, and I definitely think he wins one. Yeah, but where do you think Carolina needs to upgrade? Do you think they need to go out and get a prolific wide receiver? Do you think they need to go and get a better running back? Do you think they need a little bit of both? What do you think is going to go on in the offseason for Carolina in order to get back there? Um, a veteran wide receiver would be big. I know they talk about Ted again, but, you know, we we both know we followed enough. He's not an ace. I mean, uh, so Benjamin will be back. They got Funchess, a couple of big kids. They, they need a a speedster, somebody knows the slot perhaps, and I, I think that helps Newton out that much more. Running game they could use uh, somebody seasoned. I mean, Jonathan Stewart looked good, but you need a seasoned back to spell him. No, um, no. Defensively, I think they're they're pretty much there. There's not much more defense that they seem left. No, no, you know, the defense is pretty good down in Carolina. Stewart getting hurt in the first, man, on that first snap, man, with, his, with you know, rolling his ankle that bad. I, I really think that took him off his game last night. So between Cam just not being on and Stewart hurting his ankle straight up right in the beginning of the game, I think that was a, a just just a big bullet in the Carolina Panthers offense last night, and it really showed. Um, so let's swing it over to Peyton Manning. They asked him last night, do you think you're going to retire? No, he's going to go drink a couple of buds, discuss it with his wife. Do you think he's going to retire? Because honestly, I think he has to. I think this is the time. Um, it's only the reason nothing left for him to prove. The guy, he's got the legacy, got two Super Bowls now, but the whole Eli thing is, is out of the question. Uh, and they're talking about teams that he could go to next year, that, like the Rams. Uh, what's he going to do there? He's not going to be probably back to Denver. He's not going to start new but a new team. You know, I think he's done the right thing if he packs it in. And, and good form guy, an amazing career. He's up there now with the Montanas and the Brady's, and his legacy is pretty much solid. Yeah, I mean, he just, he just, I mean, it's, it's. Unf- I, I love Peyton Manning. Let me tell you, I, I got, I got nothing but respect for Peyton Manning. Um, I did root for him throughout his career because I thought, you know, I, I mean, not even think. I know he's one of the greatest quarterbacks that probably I will ever see in my lifetime. Um, and it's great that I got to watch his entire career. You know, not just coming out and just remembering. A little bit of Joe Montana's career, um, you know. You know, unfortunately, I have to say Tom Brady, uh, just for for everything that he's done. Even though I know most of it's been cheating, um, <laughs> just so I'll throw him in there just to appease some people. And of course, our good friend John Leary who's a Patriots fan. I feel bad for him tonight. He's got no power, so I'll throw that for him. I'll give him a bone there. But it's uh, you know, it's it's time for him to go. I, I think he's going out. He's not going out on the top of his game, but he's going out on the top of his career. And I, and I, and I think that's a really big thing that a lot of players can't say. Um, you look at Megatron, you look at, you know, even Marshawn Lynch talking about his retirement, but Megatron most of all. I mean, Megatron hasn't won anything, uh, gave really good years to Detroit. He's got the Barry Sanders syndrome, not going to win anything, and now he's going to retire with nothing. At least Peyton Manning had a phenomenal career. He's, gonna, he's about to turn 40 years old. And he's won two Super Bowls, you know. So you got to give him a bunch of praise, man. Definitely one of the greatest quarterbacks we've ever seen, Jeff. No doubt about it. Absolutely. Uh, especially when there's 
legendary quarterbacks that don't win a Super Bowl, like a guy like Dan Marino, all his great numbers, never wins it. So take your two wins and uh, take your great career and, and go out on top. There's nothing wrong with that. Do you think uh, Dan Marino is the best quarterback that's never won a Super Bowl? That's never won a Super Bowl? Yeah, I, I got to go with that. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I hate the Dolphins, and I really don't like Marino because I'm a Jets fan. But, you know, I have to say, man, it's a shame that Marino didn't win one. Great guy. Great great quarterback. Um, so let's talk to you, man, the Shark, man. Let's get your early predictions, man. Super Bowl 51. Who do you wow, think is going to head 50. there, man? And don't say the Eagles. Please do not say the Eagles because you know that's not happening. <laughs> I'm, I'm a realist, and you know that better. Uh, if the Eagles even finish over 500, I would be stunned. Yeah. Stunned. Um, yeah. Coming into this season, I really like, uh, for Super Bowl, I like from the AFC, I like Cincinnati. I think that team is uh, very close. Um, Andy Dalton stays healthy. I think that team might have got there. They've got a good club, both sides of the ball. They're good defense, good offense. Mm-hmm. Um, NFC is a little tougher. Uh, got some dark horses getting a little better. Um, comes up early on, I'm, I'm going to say I think I, – Carolina might be able to get back there. Maybe a team like Arizona, if Carson Palmer could have one more big year, might see a team like Arizona get there. Yeah, I, w- I would love to see Arizona. I, that, that's who I wanted to go to the Super Bowl and win it this year because there is probably not one player in the NFL, in my mind and in my opinion, that deserves a Super Bowl win more than Larry Fitzgerald. That's got to be the classiest player in the NFL. Um, man, man, would I, I just wanted him to see him win it. You know, and and it's a shame that they just couldn't have a good game against, uh, you know, who did they play? Denver, right? No, it was Carolina they played, right? Carolina, yeah. Yeah, Carolina. So it was a shame that we couldn't get a big game out of uh, Palmer in that game. He just did not look good. But, you know, like you said, they need a big, big season out of Palmer again in order to get there, and everybody's got to be on board. So it's going to be a little tough. It's going to be a little tough. Let's uh, A little bit of news came out today about your uh, hometown Philadelphia Eagles releasing wide receiver Riley Cooper, got to ask you about that. Why did they release him? Are you happy that they released him? What do you think's going on in Philly Lane? Uh, the salary cap moved more or less anything. The guy's getting a lot, a lot of money for a uh, very low production. I mean, 20, 21 catches, I believe, was this past year. Um, the city never got over his rant on YouTube, and it made him an unfavored guy. And I mean, he goes out, he plays, he, he might block well, whatever. He just doesn't have the hands. The guy's not a big time receiver making the kind of money he's making and uh, it, it's a new regime i think peterson's gonna make a lot of changes and a lot of my friends doubt this and but i think this team's going to take a couple steps back before they move forward they have to a lot of changes got to be made here it's not a uh, not a great product at the moment well i mean not only that but chip kelly kind of gutted out a lot of the good players to put this kind of players that he wanted on there so they really need to fill those holes again don't they yeah absolutely uh offensive line first of all i mean Watch Evan Mathis last night win his Super Bowl, and they went with a Chip Kelly friendly, streamlined, speed offensive line. You got to have bulk, especially when you got uh, guys like Demarco Murray relying on those holes. You don't have guys to open those holes up. So yeah, there's a lot of work to be done. Not going to yeah. be a uh, not going to be a playoff team in yeah. a year or two. Well, is is Murray signed? Is he coming back for next season? Steve Klein is under contract. You know, you, okay. you hear so many rumors. You don't really know what's exact, but from what we're hearing, yeah. he'll, he'll be back for another year. Yeah. Now, what do you think about the whole Bradford angle, hearing that they might not franchise tag him and they're looking like they're going to go after Nick Foles again? What do you think about that? I don't uh, – at $21 million a year, it's close to the franchise number, $20, $21 million a year. Uh, I don't even think it's worth the one year. And, and here's a guy in Bradford that you're reading the press. He's saying he wants $20 million, $18 million. Guy's not worth it. You, you can't go long-term – he was wasn't as injured last year. The guy, guy's an injury risk. Missed a couple games. A, a backup for a free agent. Uh, Chase Daniels' name's been thrown around. Um, AJ McCarron, somebody like that. And you draft the guy and you start from fresh and let Peterson kind of dictate the way that the future goes, not just retread on Bradford. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's 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 amazing that somebody like Sam Bradford's going to ask for that kind of money. Guy can't even keep himself on the field. It's not like he has amazing numbers. He really doesn't. So I, is is that just him trying to get his way out of Philly, you think? Could be. But, um, I mean, there's a piece of me that thinks that he believes it. He's never been a winner. Uh, his numbers, like you said, have never been huge. And 
Uh, a lot of the buzz is that Houston's going to pay him because Houston needs a guy. Well, yeah, maybe maybe he's not the guy. Maybe he's not the guy for anywhere. I, I mean, that that kind of money. If I'm an owner, I don't I don't even begin to entertain anywhere near that kind of money. Yeah. Well, if Nick Foles comes back, man. What a what a shoddy deal that was, man! That they're getting him back already. You know, I, honestly, man, I I I wanted Nick Foles to go to the Jets. That was you know before they got Ryan Fitzpatrick. I was really pushing for the Jets to acquire Nick Foles because I think Nick Foles is a good quarterback and he still can be a good quarterback. I think he didn't he didn't get a fair rap down in uh, in, in St. Louis. New team, new regime. It's, it's hard to you know to do it right off the bat. Um, Philadelphia should never traded him. So if they bring him back, I think that's a step in the right direction for you guys and. You know, for you and Philly, and uh, you know the Eagle fans, I, I really hope they do bring Foles back. He won. He didn't want to leave. You know, why trade a guy that doesn't want to leave? That's still good for a guy who can barely stay in the field, who isn't very good. So, just didn't make much <laughs> sense. Chip Kelly's a, a freaking moron. Um, smartest thing Philadelphia ever did was get rid of him. Well, the smartest thing that they should have done was never sign him to begin with. Um, but man, it's 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 going to be funny to see what he does in San Francisco because then you got the whole. Rumors going out that Colin Kaepernick now wants to go to the Jets. Jets said, hell no. We got Ryan Fitzpatrick. Brandon Marshall said it himself. They said, what do you want? Do you want Cap? Because now he's saying he wants to come to the Jets. Brandon Marshall said, hell no, man. We got Fitz. I got Fitz. I want Fitz. We don't need Cap. And then all of a sudden his agent comes out. Oh, he never said he wanted to go to the Jets. So it shows you that maybe Kaepernick already wants out and away from Chip Kelly and away from San Francisco. So it's going to be real funny to see exactly what what goes down in San Francisco with Chip Kelly there, but man, that team is 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 already a mess after losing so many different players of retirement, um, you know, over over the last two seasons. So that's man, I don't know why they went after Chip Kelly, man. I really don't. That's just it's absolutely insane. Um, we're gonna be joined by our guest Chucky Brown in a little bit. We're gonna talk a little bit of National Basketball Association. Like I said, we're going to talk about the Knicks. They're big time in the news today for firing head coach Derek Fisher. Can't wait to talk about that because I got some things to say to Chucky. I'm sure Chucky has some things to say about that. We're going to talk about the Golden State Warriors run. We're going to talk about the Blake Griffin trade rumors, and then we're going to get some early predictions from Chucky. And then I'm even going to ask you because you're the shark, man. This is what you do. This is what you're known for. You give predictions. Um <laughs> The uh, <laughs> the <major> prognosticator. <laughs> there, there you go. There you go. Unfortunately, we got to get some uh, some ladies on here to fight with you over, over these predictions. But that's coming real soon. I'm, that's why I'm happy uh, football season's over already. Yeah, yeah Valentine's Day is coming up too, so women can fight with me over that. <laughs> uh, that's your girlfriend, man. That's your girlfriend to punch you in the throat for that one. So, no, absolutely. <laughs> I already got the look, so I got the look from, her, from across the studio here. <laughs> there you go. Um, before we get with Chucky in a little bit, let's talk about our next three shows coming up. Uh, next week, February 15th, we're going to be joined by the awesome, the beautiful Jennifer Gottlieb. If you don't know the name, you probably know her as Miss Box of Junk from That Metal Show. VH, Well, formerly VH1 Classics, That Metal Show. Unfortunately, VH1 Classic decided not to renew it, but Eddie Junk... Jim Florentine and Don Jameson now have the keys to the show. VH1 gave it to them, so we're hoping, we're hoping not only do they end up on a better platform, I'm pushing for Netflix, they would be great on there, but we want high definition. Us metal fans want high definition, finally, for that metal show. It's so pixelated when it was on VH1 Classic, man. It, it really hurt your eyes looking at it, but what an amazing show, and uh, it's going to be great to talk to Jen not only about that metal show. We're going to talk a little bit of metal music, and then we're going to talk about her fitness career and uh, you know all the stuff she does with that because she's also a fitness coach. Um, February 22nd, we're going to be joined by the rock band Adrenaline. We're going to play some tunes off their latest album, Ignite Chapter One, and uh, that's going to be on February 22nd. And uh, before we get to that, um, you know, lead singer uh, Dan Gutschmidt, a uh, good friend of mine from Adrenaline, uh, he lost his mother. Last week, and uh, we just want to uh, send our condolences out to him and his family, and uh, just let him know that uh, we're praying for all of them. Uh, damn shame, and uh, you know, really looking forward to having you on, my brother. Um, and then February 29th, we have the lead singer of Psyka, Jessica, who was supposed to be on tonight, but unfortunately, she had more important things to do. Unfortunately for us, fortunate for them, uh, but like I said, as a true professional, uh, she let me know, and we were able to get a 
get another guest for tonight. And uh, we're going to be joined by that guest right now, man. And I'm going to pull a little bit of Ahmad Rashad out and say, this is my main man, Chucky Brown. What's going on, Chuck? What's going on, man? How you doing? Thanks for having me. <clears throat> Thanks for coming on, man. We love having you on here, man. We have some good times with you when you're here, man. The first time, the right, first well, time we got to speak it. to you, you were at Disneyland. You were riding the teacups. I don't know if you remember that. That yeah, was like yeah, two yeah. years ago. Of course ago. I do. Of course I do. <laughs> of course I do. <laughs> good times, good times. Well, let's jump into it right away, man. We got a lot of stuff in the news with the NBA. So, listen, right. man, you're a New York guy. I'm a New York guy. Got to bring this up. New York Knicks, they fired right. Derek Fisher. You probably have seen right. me on Facebook. I didn't want Derek Fisher here. So, this right. is Earl, great birthday present for me. I am ecstatic about it. Kurt Rambis is, is taking over as the interim coach. Um, did, do you think Derek Fisher deserved to have this job in the first place? Um, I mean, I, I thought it was a, a, a big step um, because New York is such a major market. And, I mean, you're I mean, you talking about, you know, New York, New York don't rebuild. So, I, you know, I grew up a Knicks fan. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up in New York, and it's like you know, New Yorkers they want to win every year. There's no time to rebuild. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, smaller markets rebuild. New Yorkers yeah. ain't having that rebuild. <laughs> you talk about rebuilding, you need to look for another job. You know what I'm saying? New Yorkers <laughs> are trying to win right away. So I thought it was a, um, I thought it was a, a big, a big leap. You know, I'm always for uh, hiring of a former player because I, I don't think enough. Uh, former players get opportunities, so I'm always for that. But I did think that was a that was sort of a you know maybe a, a smaller market might have been a been a better first gig. You know, co- yeah. coming coming to New York is just you know New York is a beast. You know, New yeah. York is a beast. So you got to be you got it takes a certain certain type of dude to uh, to be in New York. Yeah. Well, do you think that? It, you know that it was deserved of, of a player that just retired coming in and grabbing a head coaching job. Or you think these players really need the experience on a bench uh, behind a, you know a more prolific head coach for a few seasons? Because I don't mm-hmm. I don't know. It's kind of unfair that somebody like a Derek Fisher and a Jason Kidd, yeah, you know what, great, mm-hmm. an insanely high basketball right. IQ, two phenomenal players. But then you got you know right. what you got guys like Patrick Ewing, man, that's been dying for a head coaching right. job. Man. Do you think it's right that these players are just getting handed these shots real quick? Yeah, I don't I don't think that's right to you know, you take <clears throat> great leaps over the process and they try to tell you, you know, follow this process and this, that and the other and this is how it works. But then, you know, in a guy like in Patrick Ewing's case who's been sitting um, you know, been an assistant for so long you know, you don't want to be locked into a career assistant. You know what I'm saying? So people might start having that type of, you know, people have certain perceptions of you, and they may have the perception that Patrick Ewing is a career assistant. You know what I'm saying? When yeah. he he deserves an opportunity um, to be a head coach. So I, I'm much more for, uh, you know, myself, you know, I went through the developmental league and, and stuff like that and, 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 you know, didn't really – you know, receive the same kind of opportunity. So I'm I'm all for guys going through the developmental league, then going to the NBA as an assistant behind somebody. You know, taking that type of process, you know, to 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 um, to get there. I, I mean, you know, you jump, you take a lot of steps when you, you you jump a lot of steps when you just jump. And you know, guys have been sitting there, you know, waiting. You know, another guy is like a Elston Turner. You know, Elston yes. Turner is another guy that's deserving of a of a head coaching job who has been an assistant you know, for a long, long time. You know, I played for Elston um, in Sacramento, also played yeah. against him in the CBA. He was an assistant <laughs> coach. But I'm just saying, you know, you know, Elston is another guy deserving of, of an opportunity. And, and, you know, when I'm sure when they see that happen where guys just jump over there, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's a little discouraging, you know, and, and it should be. Yeah, no, absolutely. Man. I think, you know, uh, that's – I think ahead, uh, everybody's trying to find the next. Uh, everybody's trying to find the next uh, Doc Rivers. I mean, Doc caught lightning in the bottle, right team, right time, and did a great job. And now they want everybody to be Doc Rivers, guy a year or two at but, a game, push him right in the coach. Right. But they but they forget Doc was a was a was a commentator for a long time. He was a, mm-hmm. you know he was doing that stuff for a long time before he ever got the opportunity to coach. He was right. he was on 
He was a San Antonio guy for a while. Then he became like on TNT, and you know people probably liked what they was hearing from him. And you know, boom, he got that opportunity. But you know, he he did have a chance to you know sit and watch and be you know and watch the game. And, and you can learn a lot by sitting and watching the game as well. You know, you can learn like your own little philosophy what you want to do. So I mean, everybody can't be a, a, a Doc Rivers, you know, but, but you can you can follow that blueprint as well. You know, you can you can sit and be you can be a commentator for a while and then maybe jump in. You know, but I would prefer to see guys. Uh, you know, go take the right way, and that's you know, if the developmental league is going to do it the right way, you know, yeah. it should be for um, you know former players to go to the developmental league and be head coaches, not just assistant coaches. You know, which I don't see many head coaches in the developmental league that are former players. Yeah, yeah, well, I agree with that. But you know, I, I was hearing too as well that uh, Oklahoma City wanted to you know sign Dark Fisher to another year, but he just could not turn down the years and the money that Phil Jackson gave him, and it was. Was a lot of money, man. What was it? Five right. years, five million a year. I mean, that's that's crazy. Yeah, five years, twenty five years, twenty five million. I, I mean, I don't blame him for turning. I would have took it too. So you can't you don't blame you can't blame him. You know what I'm saying? Listen, man, I'll take five years at five hundred thousand per man, and I'd be the next coach, and I'd be happy right now. But that's not right. You can be, uh, you can be ten bucks in the in the dinner, and I'm your man. Well, listen, man, you're a 76ers fan, Jeff, so I mean, it's, <laughs> at least you go to the next man and you know, get some kind of a winning culture coming out of it eventually. But, um, right. Yeah, so, you know, staying on this trend, i got to ask you this, man. Um, it, it, you know, who's a good fit for the Knicks right now? I know that, you know, Phil wants to push the triangle on him. It's, it, it, it seems to work for some games and seems not to work right. for other games. We hear Tom Thibodeau really wants to be Knicks coach. We heard... Brian Shaw is an option. We heard Luke Walton's an option who did a who do who did a phenomenal job in Golden State. Um, you, you know, we always hear the Jeff Van Gundy link that that's probably going to come out within the next twenty four hours. I'm sure. Who do you think is a good fit, or do you think they just stick with Rambis for the rest of the season? Um, I think you stick with Rambis for the rest of the year because uh, he's been there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if if Phil wants to run the triangle, I mean, your options are probably uh, Brian Shaw. Um, but you know, that's that's another. I mean, if you, if you bring it, you bring in Brian Shaw. I don't I don't know if Brian Shaw brings in you know new people. He might keep the same people. So yeah. you need to change. You're probably gonna need to change everybody. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So um, I was thinking maybe like you know if, if you bring in like. Maybe a Mark Jackson. Maybe I mean maybe Phil should get away oh, from the yeah. triangle. You know maybe Agreed. like a Mark Jackson, home, hometown Agreed. guy, it'll energize the crowd. I think. Um, so I mean Mark Jackson might be a good fit as far as I'm concerned. If, if I'm talking about you know energizing my fan base, which you know you know how the Knicks fans can be. You know. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> um, oh yeah. You, so you bring a I definitely Knicks would want. Oh yeah. Huh? I said you bring a former Knicks back in, they will blow up. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Think, so you know, bring the, bring him back. That'd be great. Yeah. Well, you know that's what? Great name that back, nobody's talking about. Really. Back. We might get you in back. We might get you in back. And if they bring Jackson back, I mean, that would be phenomenal, man. These guys belong back with the Knicks. It would be right. Nice. Well, you know, they they can they can bring them back, energize the fan base. But the one thing that Phil is going to have to do is let them let them run their own stuff. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. You know, I don't know if he's ready to to relinquish that. You know, he's stuck on the triangle. So, I mean, that's what yeah. he, you know, won all his championships with. And so that's what he wants to see his coach run. But yeah. sometimes, you know, you might have to step back and let your coach do his thing. And if it don't work, then, you you know, you, you do what you got to do to get another one in there. So yeah. he, I think Mark Jackson would be a great fit because he, he did a great job at Golden State. And Agreed. it just so happened that, you know, he didn't get a, get a, you know, get along with the management or whatever. So they had to move on. Mm-hmm. Because that team, that Golden State team, is pretty much the team he put together. You no, know? man, he, so he laid the ground. It's, it's the, the same guys. Yeah, he laid he laid the foundation. So it's the same guys. You know, they haven't made many changes at all, if any. Absolutely. Well, you know, I have to ask you this: Did you hear Rodman wants the next job? <laughs> yeah. Okay. He'll be practicing in drag or something. You can't, you can't have you can't have him there. You know, I mean, I, I think Rodman's a good dude, but. Yeah. I just don't foresee him uh, being a head coach, um, you know, in in the NBA. I don't see nobody taking him serious. I don't, I don't see nobody taking. Well, him I don't know, man. He might he might hire a staff man in uh, Kim Jong Un and probably be his assistant coach. So, 
<laughs> we'll get the North Korean guys. Up <laughs> hey, if he if he on the sidelines, better be careful for what they say about him. <laughs> better be, better oh, not man. say too, Knicks fans better be nice to him. <laughs> no, not uh, who knows, man. If the, you know what, New York is the only place where if he actually came in, Dennis Rodman and Kim Jong Un as the coach and staff, and they won, they would embrace them. It's New York. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Seriously, that's man. We'd have, we have Kim Jong-un New York Knicks uniforms and jerseys running around Manhattan, <laughs> Queens, Brooklyn, Bronx, and Staten Island. It would be phenomenal. Oh, that's mm. funny, man. That is true, though. That is true. <laughs> All Can't right, argue that. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit more about the NBA, man. we got to talk about the Golden State Warriors. We just mentioned them uh, talking about Mark Jackson. The run that they're on is, is just absolutely phenomenal. Um, you know, Luke Walton did a did a brilliant job. Um, we won't get into this, but I'm, but I, I am pissed off that he's not going to get uh, credit for all those wins, which I he has to get credit for him. I, I just don't agree with it. Um, right? Do you think, in your opinion, that the Warriors can repeat as NBA champions this year, or do you think, um, you know, in order for them to play effective basketball in the playoffs? Is, is it going to still work, or do you think teams are starting to figure out how to guard them? Um, I think they can. I think they definitely can repeat. I think the one thing that they're going to have to uh, be leery of is, you know, every night is like a big game, and they're taking shots. Uh, you know, every night from they're getting every team's best shot. So yeah. I think the thing they're going to have to worry about is emotionally letting down during the playoffs because every game is like a playoff game for them. You know, I heard Curry in the interview when they played Oklahoma City after the game, he said, you know, it was a playoff atmosphere. We're in game, what, 35, 40 or whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you still got 40 more games to go. So, you know, they, they, they're probably going to have to be, be leery of an emotional letdown. So what's going to have to happen is they're going to have to play, you know, play the bench and play a lot of guys so that these guys – Stay energized about the season because it, it, it can wear on you. Yeah, it, it can really wear on you, and hopefully well, they don't have any injuries. Well, do you think um, you know probably a good four to eight game losing streak for the Warriors? Do you think that can get them into a better mind frame for the playoffs? Like it, it can actually set in like, wow, you know what? We can lose some games. We need to get better. Um, we can't play the same kind of basketball all year round. Well, I, I think they, I think they know they can lose. I think yeah. that's why they, they, they play like they do. Um, but I just think that they need to play, you know, they got to play those bench guys, you know, on some, some of those back-to-back nights and just be careful of playing guys heavy minutes, monitor these guys minutes and try to play guys, you know, you know, lighter minutes. And then, you know, when you get to the playoffs, then their minutes will increase. And then the guys, um, that were giving them minute breaks, they won't, they won't be giving them no breaks anymore. Like Curry during the regular season, maybe have his minutes, maybe at 32, you know, 33 minutes, and then in the playoffs it'll kick up to about 38, you yeah. know, so, you know, something like that. Yeah. All right. The, um, the, the, the thing nobody's really talking about is, is as great a season Golden State is having at 46 and 4, uh, you got San Antonio right behind him. San Antonio's 28 right. and 0 at home, and, it, and San Antonio is always in the mix. So, is Golden State really pulling away, or, I mean, San Antonio can get them? Yeah, San Antonio, I think San Antonio can get them. Um, but I, I, you know, that that game when they when they played each other, I don't think every game would be a blowout. I think San Antonio will figure out how to beat them. Um, but I, I still don't think that they match up well with them. I think Golden State will still beat them in a series. You know, I, yeah. I, I don't. You know, I think the tough. Uh, I think Oklahoma City could could uh, cause them a problem because Oklahoma City can score with them, and they have some size. Uh, as well, so I think Oklahoma City is probably their most dangerous competition. Their most dangerous yeah, I mean, competition, I think. Yeah, and we just saw in the last uh, Warrior Spurs game. I mean, uh, you know, Kawhi, who is just you know LeBron James, uh, you know, kryptonite man. He just he he had a hard time with Curry, man. So it's it's going to be interesting to see it come down to them again because uh, you you, you know right. you know most likely is going to uh, if if it continues going on this trend. So it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, we. Let's talk a little bit of trade rumors right now. The, the the biggest trade rumor going around, Los Angeles Clippers, they're on a tear right now, and they've been doing it without Blake Griffin. We're hearing rumors right. that they're listening to offers with Blake Griffin, but they're also saying, we may not trade him, we may trade him, it really depends. Um, do you see the Clippers trading Blake Griffin? And if so, who are the best suitors to go out and get him? 
Mm. You know, I I I don't I don't see them doing that. Mm-hmm. But um I heard a rumor about um Griffin for Durant. Now if I if I don't feel like there's a chance uh that I can re sign Durant, I would do that one because I think Blake Griffin would be would be devastating in um in Oklahoma City because mm-hmm. you know, he's he he just have to run with Westbrook and you know Westbrook Westbrook has been giving up the ball lately. You know, I just think that you know, with Durant, there's just another guy that wants to be the man. You know, they did, did, you know, like it's, it's superstar one A, superstar one B, yeah. and Westbrook don't want to be one B. So, so you know, I think, I think with with Blake Griffin in Oklahoma City, you know, Westbrook ain't got to worry about nobody wanting to be, you know, had a rock the same time he does. He'll still be able to do his thing, you yeah. know, and not worry have to worry about giving it up if he don't want to. Yeah. No, that that's interesting. You know, I never really thought about Griffin going to Oklahoma City. That makes that makes a whole bunch of sense because you know you heard him. You know, you, you heard the Knicks supposedly, which I would hate that deal if that happened. You heard uh, Denver yeah. uh, straight up for uh, Kenneth Farid, and I think a pick, which kind of interesting to me. Uh, it would be interesting to see Farid on on, on the Clippers. Uh, you know, get right. him out of Denver there for a little bit. But yeah, man, Oklahoma City. That's, that's actually say, man, this is why we need scouts on, man. This is perfect. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> perfect. Um, let's let's just shift back to the Knicks, man. I, I I've been saying you you probably read it. I've been saying the Knicks desperately need a point guard. These are the games right. that are coming down where I think a point guard could really help the Knicks. As you saw, they've lost some games by just a few points without Melo, without Lance Thomas, without Calderon. They're getting these games close. Um, right. but we got the rumor about Jeff Teague. Do you think a Jeff Teague? Uh, is a good fit for the Knicks in the triangle. You think Jeff Teague could help them win those close games? Man, I, I tell you what, I like Jeff Teague, but I don't think he's a. I don't. I don't see him as a triangle guy. You know, what I'm saying Jeff Teague is good in the open court and in pick and rolls and stuff like that. Um, yeah. You know, I, I I really like Jeff Teague. That, that's that's the kid from Wake Forest, right? In Atlanta. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I really like him. I yeah. think he's a monster. So. Um, I, I don't, I don't really like him going to the Knicks. I don't think yeah. that, um, you know, usually, you know, Phil, when he ran the triangle, he usually liked those big guards, you know, six, five guards. I think T is only like six, two, maybe, yeah, something like that. you know, so yeah. So I, I don't, um, I don't like him coming to New York. I don't like that, but I mean, you never know, you know, you have to try it, but I, I don't, I don't like it. So who would be a good fit for the triangle? Because I, I, I look at most of the point guards in the league, you know, you know, and, you know, looking at the ones that could be available for what the right. Knicks could offer, I, I I can't really figure out who would actually be good for the triangle because most of the point guards in today's game, they want to score. Uh, well, I, I like Michael Carter-Williams. I think he'd be great for the triangle. Oh, thank you. He's big. Thank you. <laughs> he's, you know, he's big. He You know, he can pass. And he he's not really looking to score unless he has to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he ain't he's not a selfish kid, you know, and he's still growing, getting his jump shot better. And he's young. I like Michael Carter Williams. You know, I don't know if he's available, but but I like it. I like him. Uh, you know, running the triangle. I like him there. I think pretty I much everybody Milwaukee's in Milwaukee is available. Yeah, her Milwaukee's trying to move him yeah, along with everybody else. Oh. So I, he, he well, yeah, I that would yeah. be a good fit. That'd be a good fit. Now I don't know. Now I heard he likes to party and kick it. So I don't know if New York is the spot because <laughs> <laughs> New York don't shut down. So that might not be good for him off the court. <laughs> But you know, on the court, you know, he he definitely uh, is a triangle guy. I think. That, that, see, that makes sense. You see, I I, I don't, I, man, I I didn't look at him. I I really didn't. You know, I I liked his game in in Philly. Michael Carter Williams. I I thought it was really weird. Jeff, you're a Philly guy. Why did they get rid of Michael Carter Williams for? I I was kind of stumped by the whole thing. It, the the deal. I mean, it's. It's not even really striking me as why, but they did the same thing with Drew Holiday. It's like they find an identity. Mm. Every two years, they put right. it, you know, they put the butts in the seat. They keep making the moves, and they, they can't find a, a, a nucleus. Really, there's it's shameless. I mean, they're they're winning big tonight, shockingly, but it, it's a mess right now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? Let's get into some early predictions, uh, Chucky. I'm gonna, okay. I'm just, I'm just gonna put you on the spot here. Uh, first up, who heads to the NBA Finals this season? Oof, uh, man, it would be hard for me to go against uh, the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going to say the Warriors uh, coming out of the West, 
That's only if the Pelicans don't get in the playoffs. The Warriors come out of the West. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and and out of the East, I am going to go with uh, Chicago. Really? Yeah, well, you know, I, I think Chicago can beat Cleveland. I think Toronto is one of the teams that no one's talking about that can get things done as well. Mm-hmm. But I really like Chicago uh, if they're healthy because I, yeah. I just think that Pal Gasol is like – a, a nightmare matchup, um, you know, for anybody because yeah. he's a big that can step out and he can do so many things. And then, you know, if Jimmy Butler gets it going. Um, if McDermott starts hitting shots, you know, if the kid from New Mexico starts hitting shots, you know, and, and if Derrick Rose is playing up at a high level and, and you know, during the playoffs, he's able to do that because he's, he's able to get a day of rest. Yeah. You know, I don't think he's good back to back, but, you know, with a day of rest, he'd be dangerous. Yeah, and I was just going to ask you: Bulls with D Rose or Bulls without D Rose? <laughs> because we heard uh, it, they, Bulls, Bulls with D Rose. Yeah, Bulls yeah. with D Rose. I think. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't think they get anybody. I don't think they're, they're, they're going to be able to get anybody better with a trade because I don't think any teams would be interested because of his injury history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can hear that. Now let's look at the eighth seed in both the East and the West. Who do you think in shock? the NBA by making it into the playoffs and getting past maybe into the eighth or the seventh in the East right now, knocking on the back door. We got the Hornets, the Wiz, the Magic and the Knicks. And in the West, we got the Blazers, the Kings, the Nuggets and your Pelicans, man. Can, can they do it? You know, we got to get on a, a, we got to get on a roll. You know, we got to win games that we're supposed to win and steal a few that we're not supposed to win. So, you know, we, we lost games to like teams like the Lakers. When you lose to them, you know, and they're they're playing for a lottery spot. You know, that's not a good. That's not good. Yeah. It's not a good look. So, yeah. um, you know, if we win the games we're supposed to win, and we still can go on a run, um, if we can get in that A spot. But I, you know, I like in the A spot now. I believe it's Portland. Um, I think they can be dangerous because their guards. You know, McCallum and. Um, uh, Damian Lillard, I think they're they're two nightmares, and I think in order to win in the NBA, you got to be guard strong, and they're guard strong without a doubt. Oh, to me, that's the best backcourt in the NBA right now. That's how I feel. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're dangerous. Guys. They're dangerous. They are dangerous. They're, yep, they're, they're, they're dangerous. scary. They're they're scary because they got bigs that just want to go get the ball and go rebound and you know stuff like that. So, um, you know, they're they're dangerous. They're 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 dangerous. You know, with Plumlee and Ed Davis, and they're young. You know they're young uh, bigs too, so I, yeah. I just think they're a dangerous team. You don't you don't really want to mess with them. Mm, absolutely, you know. And also talking about your Pelicans, man, you guys got one of the best players in the league, Anthony Davis, man. You guys get in a roll, right. like you said. <sighs> Davis is, is is a monster, man. He really is. Yeah, yeah. We got we got to get guys healthy. You know, I know Tyreek has been out. You know, Gordon has been out. So we get guys healthy. Uh, and I think that we can be a problem because we, we, we ran on a nice little four-game win streak, went on a nice little streak, and then, you know, next thing you know, Tyreek is out. Yeah. You know, uh, Eric 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 gets hurt. So, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a tough thing. Yeah. Hey, well, listen, man, Derek Fish is looking for a job if you guys need a backup point guard. No, we all right. <laughs> we need some you. We need you. <laughs> We're okay. We're okay. Oh, uh, man. So, yeah. listen. Last time we spoke, I asked you. Actually, all the last, every time we spoke, I asked you. I'm going to ask you again. Are you coming out of retirement okay. or what? No. Nah. <laughs> hey, I tell you what. Hey, if they sign Derek Fisher, I'm coming out of retirement. So, because I, I can still play too. So he he almost old as me. So I'm gonna yeah. come out of retirement too. <laughs> well, well, last time and this was about a year and a half ago. About a year and a half ago, you said eh, probably without really running a full court, you could probably get in a good six to seven minutes. How are you feeling today? I feel about the same way. I can get yeah. I can get about a good I, I can get about ten minutes in. I can get about ten minutes in. I can get you about ten. You right, know, so but you, I got to right, get so three or four shots. Now. So you're you're maybe almost too old now since we had that discussion, and you're going to tack on an extra three minutes. Yeah, I've been I've been nice. working out. I'm in good shape. So hey, I just need three or four shots. You know, I, I can get you. I can go two for four, three for four. You know, no less than that. So I I shoot about sixty five percent for the season. That's no, no that's a guarantee. Listen, I'm man. just well, tired of listening to that. You, you got to sign with the Knicks, man. <laughs> you got to sign with the Knicks, man, because you went to the Nets. 
You know, right. we got to go to the Knicks, man. We got we, we we got that extra bench spot in New York. They won't sign anybody. I think they're waiting for you to say, "Listen, I'm coming out. I'm ready to play. Let's do it." <laughs> hey, I'm ready. Campaign starts here, Chucky. Huh? Your campaign starts here. We're behind you. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> This campaign started like four years ago, Chucky. You you know that. So I I ask you every time, man, I'm going to keep pushing. It it would be great, man. You know, listen, I always tell you, man, and I I, I mess around with you, you're my arch nemesis for what you did in 94-95. It kills me. Um, So if you can come back, score a couple of baskets, probably not pass out, win a couple of games for the next hour, it'll it'll make me happy, man. You know what? It'll make it up for me. So. Hey, I wish I could. I'm telling you, I'd do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Listen, let me ask you this real quick before you leave. Now you're scouting. You did some coaching. You were a player. Uh, which do you prefer, man? Do you miss playing? Um, you know, I, I do miss the um, the camaraderie. Um, you know, walking out of the the locker room into into the game uh, into the into the arena. I miss I miss that part of it. Yeah, you know, and traveling with the guys and going to different restaurants and eating stuff like that. Uh, but I, you know, I prefer uh, doing what I'm doing now. I enjoy doing what I'm doing now because I'm able to do things like take my kids to school and pick them up, and you know, yeah. go to their events and stuff like that. So uh, that type of stuff you can't never get back. So I enjoy doing that. Yeah, that's great, man. Well, Jockey man, listen. As always, I want to thank you for joining us, and we got to get you back real soon, man, so we can talk. More NBA, man. It's always uh, just a great time with you on here, so we really appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you so much for having me, man. All right, man. We'll talk soon. All right. Take care. Take care. That was former NBA player and NBA champion Chucky Brown. Beat my New York Knicks 94-95 with the Houston Rockets. I'm still a little bitter about that, Jeff. No, that that never wears off. He's a great guy, though. It's it's always a good piece, and... uh... Yeah, yeah, he's a really good guy. Uh, we, we, we become uh, we become good friends over the years, and uh, you know it's uh, it's a great friendship. I, you know, just he's he's always helped us out here, whether it's the stoop, whether it was twenty four seven sports hub, whether it was fan junkies. He's just always been uh, so open. He's a humble guy, classy guy. Um, you know, we just we just always love having him on. It's 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 always good to pick his brain and to find out. You know, what's going in, you know, on inside the NBA? You know, like I said, he's a scout for the New Orleans Pelicans. You know, so I like to pick his brain every once in a while about what he sees on the Knicks, what he sees on, you know, certain teams. And, uh, you know, it's always fun, man. You know, good guy, funny guy. Glad to have him with us as as, as usual. And we'll, we'll definitely get Chucky back on with us in the future to talk more NBA, man. Um, I was I was, I was going to bring up the Sixers, man, for you, but I, I don't know if I, you know, I don't want to embarrass you, so. No, it's all right. <laughs> yeah. There's enough embarrassment with the Knicks. No. So. <laughs> yeah, I'll, uh, I'll hide my fandom until they uh, turn the ship around, however many years that might take. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Listen, man, you guys got a good head coach, you know. You really do. Brett Brown's a great, great head coach, man. He's a pop guy. If nobody knows what that means, he's a Greg Popovich guy. And, uh, you know, if there's anybody to have leading your team, it's definitely somebody, uh, you know, that – was coaching under Greg Popovich for so many years. And, uh, you know, I'm actually glad that they signed him to an extension, man, because I don't think there's anybody better out there that can help a rebuilding team. So that's good for you guys. But like you said, man, Mark, Michael Carter-Williams, Drew Holiday, man, what is going on with Philly? It's it, – they don't uh, like it seems good players. Be, it seems to be move after move, like I said, to, to try to get new phases in here to sell tickets because they're not winning, but – you had the point guards, and that's where, like Chucky said, that's where it starts. So it's a good guard play. You had Holiday. You had Carter Williams. Those are the kind of guys you build around. You can't build around big size of guys who may not play. You draft Embiid. He may not even play. You got Okafer. You know, the buzzers. He doesn't even want to be here. So it's hard. I mean, guard play is where it's at. You had two pretty solid pieces to build around, and you move them out of town that fast. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Well... You guys are going to rebuild, and who knows? Maybe you'll uh, see a championship before you die. <laughs> I hope so for your sake, man. And I hope so for my sake, man. You know what, man? My Knicks has been there a couple of times. Um, you know, they did, uh, you know, they got close. It'll, it'll be nice to see them win one. Uh, got to see my Rangers win. 
Uh, never, never, probably never get to see my Jets win. Uh, my Mets got close. I, I did remember 86 a little bit. So it, it's hard, man, especially when you like a team and, you know, you're one of those fans that don't jump on other teams' bandwagons all the time. And we know plenty of them, Jeff. So we got to keep Absolutely. hanging tough, man. Got to keep hanging tough. It's tough in the city, man. And we're known as the heartbreak kids in this town, and it, it happens to us a lot. And right now, every one of our teams is kind of uh, in a rebuilding mode and uh, putting things together. I'm true to them. I, I'll go to every ballpark. I root for every player that comes to the city. Yeah, no. yeah. I hear that. Uh, so listen, man. I got. I, I just before we leave, got to throw this out. Shady McCoy. Assaulted some Philadelphia police officers. Two of them were broken ribs. What's going on with Shady, man? What's going on with these football players? Well, the sure thing, Slady, uh, Shady, slowly, Slady. You know, he's Shady yeah. starting to lose his mind a little bit. The guy's going to get all wrapped up in himself. I came here as kind of a uh, humble kid, it seemed, out of pit. Looked like a good, ideal teammate. He, he was good to start out his career. The guy's a great running back, but they get mixed into that celebrity and that fame and. Things come too easy for them, maybe, and, and they kind of lose who they are. And it's a shame because uh, McCoy is an outstanding ball player that could fall into the wraps of, quote, one of those guys. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, all right, man. So before we leave, um, just want to push next week's show. Uh, Monday, February 15th, we'll be with uh, the beautiful Jennifer Gottlieb, uh, Miss Boxer Junk from formerly from VH1 Classics, that metal show, VH1 Classic, decided not to renew it. But like I said, the guy's got the keys to the show, and it'll be great, great, great to see another platform. Hopefully something like Netflix picked them up. February 26th, we're going to be joined by our great, great friends in the rock band Adrenaline to talk about hopefully their new album that's going to be coming out real, real soon, as well as their past album that just came out. We're going to play some tracks uh, from that album. Really looking forward to that. February 29th, we're going to be joined by the amazingly talented and also beautiful Jessica, the lead singer of Psyka. So uh, it's going to be metal month here at, uh, in February uh, on the stoop. Really looking forward to those shows. Um, and uh, once again, you know, condolences and, and our prayers out to our good friend, Dan Gutschmidt from Adrenaline, uh, who lost his mother last week. Uh, you know, we're thinking about your brother. So we'll be talking soon. So yeah, great show. I want to thank Chucky Brown for uh, joining us tonight and talking some NBA with Jeff and myself. And uh, Jeff, also, I want to thank you, man, once again for another incredible show here, man. And uh, I'm sure you're probably what third beer since we started or fourth. Uh, still working through two. I didn't eat yet, so. Ah, see there you go. Food before okay. beer, yeah. So you got to pace yourself. <laughs> Uh, I hear that, man. I hear that. So, yeah, so we'll be back on uh, February 15th, like I said, with the beautiful Jennifer Gottlieb of That Metal Show. And until then, for Jeff Perini, I am Jonathan Raggis. We'll see you next Monday.